The seventh letter of the Aleph Beis is the letter Zayin. The letter Zayin sounds like a Z, depending on the Nekuda or the vowel that you place under the letter, under the Zayin, that would change the phonic of the Zayin. So if you have a Chirik under the Zayin, it would be Z. If you have a Patach under the Zayin, it would be Za. If you have a Kumit under the Zayin, it would be Za. So depending on the vowel, that is the change of the phonic. So the seventh letter of the Aleph Beis is the Zayin. What is the graphic design of the Zayin? And what is the gematria of the Zayin? And what is the meaning of the Zayin? The graphic design of the Zayin is the letter Yud on top of the letter Vav. Vav, we described earlier, represents the concept of man or the masculine gender. And the Yud represents the woman, which is now on top of the man, implying how a Mashiach will come in the Messianic era, Eishas Chayil, Ateres Baila, the woman of valor, will be the crown of her husband. And so the first graphic design is the Yud on top of the Vav. Number two is the Mishnah says that the Zayin is a stick. When you have a stick, and on top of the stick you put a nail, like an apple, that is also the graphic design of the Zayin. And this could be either to, to hit people, or it could also be for beauty. And number three, the Zayin looks like a sword. So the top of the Zayin is the handle, and the bottom of the Zayin is the blade. This is the graphic design of the letter Zayin. The meaning of Zayin is sword, a sword, Kli Zayin. Zayin means weapons, a sword. Zayin can also allude to a crown. For there are certain letters that have Zayunim, that have crowns on top of them. Also, Zayin means Zon, to sustain and to feed others. The gematria of Zion is seven. And there are seven letters in the olive base of the 22 letters of the olive base that have crowns upon them, that have Zions or Zayunim upon them. And they are Shatnei's gets. The letter Shin, the Ayin, the Tes, the Nun, the Zion, the Gimel, and the Tzaddik. All of these letters have the Zion on the top of them. Also, if you spell out the word Zayin, you spell it Zayin, Yud, Yud, Nun. Nun is 50, Zayin is 7, Yud and Yud is 10 and 10. So Zayin spelled out equals 77. In the uh, Mispar Katan, if you drop the zeros, you have now 7 plus 7, which equals 14. 14 is actually 7 and 7. In other words, there are 7 letters in the olive base that have upon it the Zion, which is number 7. So what is the concept of Zion all about? We find when God created the world, He created the world in 7 days. There were 6 weekdays, and the 7th day was Shabbos. 
And we are told that the same is true for the creation of the universe, that God actually created the world for 6,000 years, and the 7,000 years is Shabbos, which is the time of eternal bliss and tranquility. Just like Shabbos is a day of rest, so too the seventh millennia is a time of rest. So Sunday in the Torah, it says on the first day of creation, the first day was created with the midah, the attribute of chesed, of kindness. On the first day of creation, God created light, infinite light. And so too we find that the first day of creation, which alludes to the first 1,000 years of creation, at that time man lived a very long time. So Adam lived 930 years. That is the concept of kindness, God's benevolent kindness to the world that man lived for so long. Monday, the second day of creation, represents the second concept of the Midah of Gevura. It represents the attribute of severity. And therefore we find on Monday, God separated the waters. And this brought about machlokis, this brought about separation in the world. Conflict that we have today was created on the second day of creation. The second millennia was the flood, when God brought a flood to the world in the time of Noah, and the entire human race, together with all the other plants and species, were wiped out. It was a day of Gevura, of divine judgment. Tuesday, the third day of creation, represents the third millennia, when God created flowers, fruit, vegetables, and grass, which is very colorful. This is the attribute of tiferes, the attribute of beauty, which is a combination of colors. In the third millennia, God gave the Torah to the Jewish people, and he gave the seven Noahide laws to the nations of the world. In these laws of the Torah, we have positive commandments and negative commandments, things that we should do and things that we should not do. These are different colors in the Torah. This is the concept of tiferes, the concept of beauty. Then we have Wednesday, which is Netzach, the attribute of victory. This is the day that God created the sun and the moon. And the idea of Netzach, Netzach, victory, also represents Yerushalayim. And in the fourth millennia, we find the first holy temple and the second holy temple. Thursday, God created the sea monsters. This is the day of Hod. Hod is praise, but Hod can also be Dava, which means destruction. It was in the fifth millennia that we find the Crusades. And the Crusaders that killed tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Jews. Al-Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying the name of God. So it was a day of Hod, a day of praise when they praise God's name. As their souls left their bodies, they said, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Echod. And Friday, which is the sixth day of creation, was the creation of Adam, Adam, the creation of man. We are told that in the sixth millennia, already after the year 5,500, says the Erechaim HaKadosh, the world was ready for the Mashiach. In other words, by the year 1740, the world was already awaiting the ultimate redemption through the coming of Mashiach. 
And therefore, we find that Adam, Adam is actually an acronym for Aleph, Adam, Dalid, David, and Mem, Moshiach. For Adam represents the soul of King David and also the soul of Mashiach amongst all the other souls of creation. So this is the seven days of creation. This is the Zion of creation. We also find that one day of creation alludes to 1,000 years. And we are told that if 1,000 years is divided up into 24 hours, then every hour of this universal clock equals 41.67 hours. So to round it off, every 42 years, we actually add one more hour to the universal clock. And so therefore, based on the universal clock today, in Jewish history, we are already past midday on Friday afternoon. There's another opinion in Kabbalah that the way we count the one day of a thousand years is actually from sunrise to sunset, and therefore we divide it by 12, not 24. And so therefore, every hour is 83 years. And based on this, we are now Friday afternoon after 3 o'clock. The concept is that Friday afternoon, when you come into a Jewish house, what do you smell? You smell Shabbos. You smell the gefilte fish. You smell the chicken soup. You smell the delicious potato kugel. You smell the delicious chicken, roast chicken, and roast beef that is being made for the Shabbos. The whole house is permeated with the aura of Shabbos. And the same is true now in the world that the entire world now, already after Friday midday, we already begin to taste of the aura of Shabbos, which is the aura of the Mashiach. And that is why already in the year 5500, which corresponds to the year 1740, says the that already the world was ready for the Mashiach. As we explained that the Baal Shem Tov, who was born in 1698, and at the year... 1734, he revealed himself to the world and he said that he came to the world to teach them the secrets of the Torah. And we know the story that when the Baal Shem Tov had an outer body experience and he came before the Mashiach and he said, Mashiach, Mashiach, when are you going to come? Mashiach responded, When the wellsprings of your teachings will be spread forth throughout the entire world, then I will come. And therefore, now is the time to learn these secrets of the Baal Shem Tov, which are also based on the teachings of Rabbi Isaac Luria of Kabbalah. And Rabbi Isaac Luria already, in the 16th century, said, the mitzvah, legali, it's a mitzvah today, it's an obligation for every person to learn the secrets of the Kabbalah. And as it says in the introduction to the Zohar, with this book, this holy book of the Zohar, we will embrace the Mashiach and we will go into Geula, we will go into redemption. So therefore, the concept of learning Kabbalah and learning Chassidus is an important aspect of how to bring about this Geula, this redemption through the coming of Mashiach. So the concept of Zion, 
represents transforming the sword into plowshares, which is the prophecy of Isaiah, that I'll beat your swords into plowshares. And furthermore, Shabbos is a day of peace and tranquility. And it also alludes to the ultimate Shabbos, when the world will be at peace with one another. And furthermore, each Shabbos is a day that blesses the entire week with food, that is zon, that gives sustenance to the week. And therefore, by coming to the shul on Shabbos, and by lighting the candles on Shabbos, before Shabbos, and making the Kiddush on the Shabbos, we are able to bless the coming week with all the parnas and sustenance that we need. So we help and pray to see the concept of Zion realized with an end to war and an end to strife, but rather a world of universal peace with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.